Hey guys, it's Wednesday, July 17th, and I have another amazing guest on the podcast today. Brian Carls joins me to have a conversation about dApps and their relationship with virtual reality. He is the founder of Block Decentral, an active online community of crypto and blockchain connoisseurs, and the founder of Blockchain Universe, a brand new virtual crypto conference that will be launching soon. Some of the topics that we discussed include digital asset ownership, the effect of dApps on the overall market cycle, and Ethereum's dominance on the market ecosystem. And as always, be sure to subscribe and share this episode and any episode you like with friends, family, and colleagues. Enjoy. This is the Blockhash Podcast. Why don't we start with uh, your backstory? How did you get involved in blockchain and how did you kind of start Block Decentral? What's the story? Uh, yeah, so it started, uh, you know, like most people, not surprisingly, uh, not too long ago. It was about two years or so ago that I actually got like really into the crypto and blockchain space. Uh, I was in, I believe, senior year of high school. So, you know, just finishing up and, uh, you know, I was just kind of browsing the web, uh, you know, ways to make money online and, uh, you know, ways to, you know, earn money and, you know, things like that, you know, getting out of school and looking for a job and, you know, seeing all these YouTubers and people making all this money and, you know, crypto blowing up. It was, uh, you know, around the time the Bitcoin was at like, you know, 15,000 working its way up to that 20,000. So it was, you know, it was just kind of, uh, you know, the right time to find myself into it. And then I happened to stumble upon a, uh, a really kind of early gen crypto game. And, uh, you know, from that point, I kind of, you know, delved down the rabbit hole, as they say, into, you know, hey, what's this about, you know, earning crypto from gaming and, you know, making money from, uh, you know, the Internet and, you know, what's this mining? And, you know, I started learning about, uh, you know, crypto and blockchain and all those different sorts of things. And, uh, you know, yeah, from that point, I just kind of, you know, stuck with it and it, it really became like a fascination. You know, I've been one of those types of people that, uh, you know, you get into something and, you know, you just have to learn everything about it. You just kind of research it day and night until you really understand the full grasp of it. But the thing about crypto is you, you know, most likely know is that it's not really possible to master it. You know, it's changing so fast that nobody can keep up with it. There's far too many coins and projects and, you know, whatever out there associated with it to actually know all of it. So uh, you kind of have to specify what you want to know about and try to, you know, keep it related to that point. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, I just kind of, you know, stayed interested in it from that point. And, uh, you know, I, I discovered Decentraland. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you know too much about it. It's, uh, you know, a, uh, a crypto VR essentially world. So uh, kind of like VR chat, you know, a lot of people know they have individual spaces where you can go in and hang out with people and, you know, play games and just kind of chat and whatever. Uh, in virtual reality. And this is essentially, uh, you know, that but an entire, you know, world where you can go from, you know, one spot to the next and just kind of, you know, walk around. And everything that you do is on a piece of land that is owned from somebody, you know, that by somebody, uh, you know, a digital piece of land that, you know, you can uh, rent out that you can build upon that you can have advertisements that you can make money off of. And it's all connected to the blockchain. And that, you know, really, really fascinated me. And uh, I thought, you know, why don't we have any, you know, groups or communities in VR where people are, you know, talking about this or a part of this, you know, blockchain and crypto is such a next gen technology. And so is virtual reality that it's, you know, if you're into one, 
you're probably going to be into the other, at least, uh, you know, down for, you know, figuring out what it is or discovering it or something like that. So I decided to, uh, you know, make a community, uh, you know, Block Decentral that, uh, you know, people can go in to virtual reality, essentially, and just kind of hang out and chat and, you know, discuss crypto and blockchain and really everything that's going on in the space. And then obviously having an outside community where, you know, you can do the same. So, you know, our Discord and Telegram and everything like that. And at the same time, you know, I was still into crypto gaming heavily. And so I started up, uh, you know, doing YouTube videos on that. Uh, You know, I've been a YouTuber kind of like not big time, but just kind of on and off for the past, you know, since I was since the beginning of YouTube, essentially like 2007, 2008. And, uh, you know, I've been you know, a few different channels, deleted most of those videos, or they just kind of, I don't know, disappeared off somewhere. Uh, Never really found anything that, you know, I could stick to or that I was really, you know, interested in making videos on a consistent basis until I got into crypto. And, uh, you know, I I figured, you know, if I'm doing something that I'm super interested in, that, you know, I figure people, other people would be interested in as well. Why not, you know, simply make some videos and, you know, share my experience and content with the rest of the world and just kind of do that for fun. So I've been, uh, you know, doing that since and, you know, been in the community and working on Block Decentral and kind of getting this up from the ground up, uh, you know, for the past what, year or so, year and a half now about officially the entire community. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, slow rolling and ongoing process. Yeah. And, you know, I really enjoy it too. It's one of the first crypto communities that I've really interacted with um, or that really got me interested in looking for more crypto-based communities. And I actually found you guys on Altspace um, in one of your VR meetups and I went to a few of those. Those are really fun. It's just awesome being able to meet with someone in virtual reality that might be on the complete other side of the world and then have a conversation about Bitcoin and blockchain and what the market's doing and what's recently gone on. Yeah, that, that part was really awesome and really cool to see with what you guys do with Block Decentral. And then obviously I try and keep up on Discord and everything when I'm not in there. But yeah, you guys have a great thing going so far. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, as you say, people from all over the world, uh, you know, every week that we've been, you know, for the past year or so about officially now, we've been doing uh, weekly events in Altspace. So we actually just got a dedicated world, uh, you know, uh, dedicated to crypto and blockchain uh, set up and built in alt space that is now open 24 seven for people to just, you know, come in and, uh, you know, walk around and hang out. Uh, we have, you know, a few screens, we have the, you know, coins 360 with the, you know, markets live. We have our website, uh, we have a uh, form for, you know, feedback. And then on the roof, we're actually building out this, uh, it's kind of like a walkthrough gallery that is for, uh, newbies essentially, or, uh, you know, people that, uh, really have no idea what, you know, crypto or blockchain, Bitcoin, any of this is. And it's essentially a uh, introductory guide to blockchain and crypto. So it's uh, essentially like a uh, photo gallery that's got, you know, descriptions next to it. And it's going to take you through the basics of, you know, what is blockchain, what is crypto, what is Bitcoin, what is, you know, transacting and, you know, how it works, nodes, all that sort of thing. And, you know, it's uh, it starts at the beginning. It's about like 15, 16 or so photos. And by the end of it, uh, you know, you'll have the basic understanding of what, you know, the space is. And then you go down to the backyard, which we're going to have like different booths and things set up for different, uh, you know, crypto projects where you can go and you can, you know, check out what they're about in VR. 
will have like their website up and, you know, a little video uh, like trailer or whatever that they have that kind of represents the project. And then we'll have like links to the website so they can really go and explore, you know, what the space is in its entirety while in virtual reality. Yeah, it seems like you guys got a lot done with that. I I did not know that you guys had a crypto world that you guys just got set up. So I'll definitely have to check that out. So you guys got videos, you got like instructables for newbies, you got you got photos up. I assume you got like market prices and stuff up in there as well. Uh, yeah, that's all on, uh, you know, like the coin 360, you know, it's got like the charts, mm-hmm. the prices, you know, you can click on that and expand it. We're still adding to it. We actually just started creating it. I want to say like a week and a half or so ago. So, uh, you know, some of it we have to, you know, create in unity and uh, make from scratch and import it. And uh, Altspace actually has their own world editor. So we can just kind of add in, you know, objects and photos, things like that to make it real simple. Our, uh, you know, future goal for this is to expand it out to, you know, different platforms and, uh, you know, try to be everywhere in VR, essentially. So right now we're, you know, big on Altspace because, uh, you know, they're very accessible, easy to use. They did have a mobile platform up until a few months ago. So, you know, people could go on and, you know, check us out on their phones and whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just been very easy for us to use. And they've been very, uh, you know, they've given us a lot of feedback and been very helpful and supportive of this group and helping get the set up. But our, uh, you know, eventual goal is to really spread out. So uh, I know you had an interview with uh, Ben Nolan of CryptoVoxels. We actually just Mm -hmm. got a uh, bit of land to start working on. So we're, you know, working to expand out our uh, platform over there as well. Uh, we eventually plan on being on Decentraland as well. If we, you know, get some, you know, a plot of land or two or something like that, uh, it's quite pricey at the moment. But uh, you know, maybe we can rent some out. Or I know a few people yeah. that, uh, you know, have a few, and you know, we can work something out like that. And uh, you know, we're working on uh, getting one set up in VR Chat as well. So you know, right now there's not a whole lot of you know specifically crypto VR associated uh, you know platforms like Decentraland's kind of the one and only there was you know a few other kind of small competitors that i haven't heard of you know anything from since that were probably either you know scams or they you know promised like 10x returns on their coins things like that you know projects mm-hmm. kind of want to stay away from but uh yeah so we've we've been not only you know working hard on on getting our presence set up in vr but what we're actually doing in there so you know for our weekly events we just kind of uh you know we make a slideshow with like the news for the week, what's going on, you know, just the general news, you know, the uh, latest hackings and news projects coming up, the, you know, market, you know, the prices, as you were saying, we go over kind of, uh, you know, what's going on in, you know, Bitcoin and, you know, the space in general. And, uh, you know, we try to get, you know, guests, things like that, kind of like a uh, podcast format. We actually just started uploading the events, at least the uh, quality ones that we can up as podcasts. So we're trying to uh, work on getting that, you know, a bit more frequent, getting a bit more of that content out. And, uh, you know, we're starting to get more, you know, guests and things like that. And, uh, you know, our eventual plan is uh, I can't speak too much uh, on it at the moment because it's still in talks. But um, Mm -hmm. uh, some conferences like uh, I don't know if you've heard of a crypto gaming conference. They just had one in uh, Minsk a few months ago. They've been doing it for a few years now. They have a uh, uh, blockchain and VR conference coming up in October in uh, uh, Kiev, Ukraine. Now, I am uh, U.S.-based, so it's a bit hard for me to actually, you know, travel all the way out there and things, right. uh, you know, like that, like, uh, you know, going all the way around the world for conferences, you know, like ones in New York and California and things like that. 
So we're actually in talks with them about actually setting up a dedicated VR conference world, uh, you know, with like a bunch of booths and, you know, we can add in, uh, you know, custom, uh, you know, like 3D, like uh, Bitcoins and, you know, just things, you know, blockchain and crypto related and whatever. And we can have people at the conference, you know, we can have like a VR headset, you know, set up there where they can, you know, put it on join in the virtual conference we can have you know people from projects you know hop in whether you know on their own desktop because all spaces have a 2d mode or if they have their own you know vr headset or uh, access to you know a pc with a headset or something like that they can you know hop in and you know be you know like a uh, virtual attendant at you know a uh, vr booth uh, with, you know, their website up behind them that they can, you know, point at and talk about the project. There's, you know, a little video in front of it that, you know, the people can watch and ask questions on. And, you know, anyone from around the world can essentially hop into the conference and have, uh, you know, an entire, uh, you know, VR experience of it. Meanwhile, the people that are actually there can, you know, stop in and check out this little experience and have essentially a second conference while there and, you know, check out all the new stuff and see everything and, kind of get a, uh, you know, full depth look at, uh, you know, blockchain and, you know, VR and, uh, you know, how the two can kind of merge together and, you know, work and the technology behind it and, uh, you know, things like that. And, you know, then from there working out on, you know, other conferences and, uh, you know, projects and things like that. Yeah, it seems you guys got a lot going on. That's awesome. And yeah, there's always a little bit of a barrier when you're trying to travel, especially to certain countries like Ukraine, for example, when you're US based, but that's the great part about having VR and be able to have virtual attendees and everything. And eventually it'll be even easier when you can use Decentraland and you can use CryptoVoxels as a base for people to come um, and interact with you guys. Um, and I know that Decentraland is a bit early for that, but they still got a massive following. And obviously their, um, their lot prices are very, very pricey. There's also a lot of great deals within CryptoVoxels, and it's actually one of the few that you can actually walk around in right now and interact and do a whole bunch of different things. And for having basically one guy developing it right now, it's progressing very, very quickly. So I know a lot of people in that community are very excited about where that's going. and opens up a lot of opportunities for both the crypto and the virtual reality space to merge together and, and benefit off each other as well. But yeah, I highly recommend check it out more if you haven't already. It'd be a great place for you guys to do future events for Block Central. Yeah, the uh, world builder is absolutely amazing in there. Uh, I had someone who gave me access to the land that we're actually building on top of, you know, take me in and, you know, show me the, you know, ropes, kind of explaining it like a uh, easier to use mm -hmm. kind of advanced form of Minecraft building where you can just kind of, uh, you know, place a tile and then expand it and just kind of set the entire floor and then the walls. And then you can add in, you know, the photos and videos and, you know, all the extra, you know, content. And, uh, you know, I like what they're doing with like uh, the, you know, black and white and then, you know, the splashes of color and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the just kind of the overall, you know, platform itself. The fact that, you know, you own the, you know, land that you're working on, and then you can create whatever on top of it and have people just kind of walk around, uh, you know, kind of essentially this, you know, current live prerequisite to uh, what, you know, Decentraland is going to eventually be, where it's just kind of this entire world that you can, you know, roam around in and, uh, you know, live in, essentially, where 
uh, you know, down the line, we could see, you know, stores where you can go and you can, you know, purchase, you know, real products online uh, while in VR and, you know, it's connected to your debit card or your bank account or whatever. And then, you know, you just kind of press a button while in that shop and, you know, and it gets purchased or added to your card or whatever and then shipped to your house. Mm -hmm. And then you can, you know, walk over to the casino or you can walk over to a, you know, VR arcade where they got games or, uh, you know, you can walk over to a, a, you know, classroom where they have, you know, some sort of online school going on, you know, where you can do actual live sessions with, uh, you know, like Altspace, you have, you know, these avatars uh, where you can actually see people and, you know, interact and move your arms and talk. And, uh, you know, it's kind of this this next step between, uh, you know, homeschool and actually, you know, waking up at, you know, six, five in the morning and lugging yourself to school to be in a physical classroom with someone that can actually, uh, you know, write on a board and, you know, look at you and walk up to you and, you know, give you personal help, which is, is an amazing step because, you know, it's something that even like, you know, five, ten years ago, we never would have thought would be so possible. But now looking at how far we've come in the VR space, you know, we can see that, you know, there are things easily accessible, like being able to, uh, you know, walk around in a six degrees of freedom, you know, classroom in a virtual space where you have like a chalkboard or a whiteboard where you can just kind of use your controller, pick up a marker, you can, you know, write on it, do your lectures, whatever you would in an actual classroom, you can walk up to the student, you know, the the voice settings or the sound settings in there is, you know, it gets, you know, louder as you get closer, quieter as you get away. So if you need to do like a personal talk with a student or something, you can just walk up to them and do like a one-on-one -on -one, or you can have like small personal, you know, group sessions or like discussions with, you know, your group of friends kind of away from other people. Or if anything else, you can just, you know, mute them like your classmates or whatever and not have to worry about hearing them and, uh, you know, having that uh, kind of annoyance when you're, you know, doing something like that. And I mean, you know, that's mm -hmm. just obviously one very small specific example, but it just kind of you know, allows you to, you know, think and wonder, you know, what the space will become in, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, it's, it might seem like a long time in one person's lifetime, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's really nothing. And when you consider that, you know, the uh, Oculus Rift kind of merely just launched like, what, three years ago, and mm -hmm. has already, you know, evolved to such an advanced point from what it was back then that, you know, super screen door, you know, five, six, seven, eight cables, all these sensors, you know, super maximum $3,000 computer, uh, you know, very, very hard to run to this, you know, $400, $300 completely wireless, six degree freedom, very light headset that you can take wherever has, you know, a good few hour battery life and you can do, you know, pretty much everything that you could on on that, uh, you know, what looks to be now ancient, but is really back to, you know, like iPhone 7, you know, or whatever generation uh, technology, which, you know, isn't that long ago, isn't, uh, you know, that far behind at all. But just the, the advancement of technology over the years is is allowing such amazing things to be possible. And you know, it's uh, we're small now and, uh, you know, there's not too, too many people that we get on any, you know, average event just because of the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of people uh, into, you know, virtual reality and just kind of spending all day or, you know, whatever few hours in there on a daily or weekly basis. And even fewer of those people that even know what, you know, cryptocurrency or blockchain technology is or 
uh, you know, has any care or any reason to associate themselves with it. So it's something that, you know, as time goes on, we're hoping to see, you know, an exponential growth of people that, you know, have not only access to this technology and can just, you know, go to the store and pick up, you know, a fifty hundred dollar, you know, VR headset that they can just, you know, put on their head and is, you know, just like a headband that covers your eyes or something super, you know, light and portable like that that you can throw in your pocket or, you know, have a, a very small case, kind of like a, you know, smartphone or something like that, that uh, you can do all this. And then, you know, once crypto and blockchain really expands to the you know, masses and we have a lot more of a personal interest in it, then, uh, you know, we might be seeing these people come in and, uh, you know, at least explore the technology and hang out and, you know, we can diverge from, you know, the regular crypto and blockchain chat to, you know, what's going on in the space, you know, what's going on in, you know, Oculus and whatever, because, you know, it's all technology and it's all, you know, next gen technology and it all, you know, comes together and relates back to one each other in, you know, some form or another. And, you know, it's just it's all about being social and actually, you know, connecting everybody and and just being able to, you know, hang out and you know, discuss, you know, what, what we want and, and, uh, you know, what we're interested in without, uh, you know, without needing to, you know, be so disconnected from everyone without, you know, texting or just being on your phone and really just, uh, amazing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the cool things about at least crypto voxels, and I know like the whole idea of a metaverse in general, as we kind of go forward into the future, there's a lot of development in terms of education going on uh, with crypto voxels. And I, I know that there's a, a guy building, trying to build a campus on the northern part of the map. Um, in terms of like retail, that's starting to appear, which is really cool. And I think we're a lot closer than most people realize. If you look at what you can do like with NFTs, it becomes really, really simple. So take Louis Vuitton, for example. Louis Vuitton is launching their own blockchain uh, so that they can authenticate their products and their luxury goods and track them in the supply chain um, and to verify them for resale. And they're going to do that with a version of an ERC-721 token, so basically an NFT. The cool part about that is in crypto voxels and in Decentraland now, you can display your NFTs in world. In CryptoVoxels, essentially, if in the next year or so, you'd be able to walk into a virtual Louis Vuitton, pick out what you want, buy it by clicking on the NFT, and then immediately be able to prove ownership and then take that NFT off platform to go buy it, or maybe it automatically ships out to you. There's a lot of cool things that are probably going to pop up very, very quickly that I think a lot of people don't realize because the technology is here. It's just not all put together yet. Um, so there's a lot of exciting things with retail, a lot of exciting things with education going on. And yeah, the whole idea of a metaverse in general is really, really exciting. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, how this all connects back to, uh, you know, digital, uh, you know, asset ownership, really, uh, like Decentraland and CryptoVoxels, uh, you know, for prime examples, when we start seeing more of these, uh, you know, digital lands, because, you know, you look at games like uh, Axie Infinity being a prime example of, uh, you know, a, a game that offers, uh, you know, digital land where you'll be able to, you know, do things off of and, you know, build up, you know, towers and, uh, you know, charge people fees to go through and actually be able to, you know, get uh, get like rent from people and, 
and uh, you know earn things off that piece of land that uh, you know you can sell or trade and make real money off of. And uh, it's just it's amazing how this technology has continued to evolve. Uh, you know, after the past just like two years, you know, from the start of you know uh, crypto kitties and uh, you know the initial non fungible tokens, we've sa- seen such uh, you know big changes in in not only. Uh, you know, the ways that they can be used, but just um, the amount of people that uh, actually want it. Because, you know, you think back like, uh, you know, gamers, like, you know, five, ten, whatever years ago, back when, you know, games were still, you know, super young and whatever, even up until the, you know, launch of, you know, crypto and and these uh, kind of digital asset marketplaces where you have these people that, you know, go in and they grind in these games and they get these, you know, items, these weapons, these armors, these, you know, whatever items that, uh, you know, they spend all these hours and time in, but they, they have no real use for it. You know, it's they move on to the next game and then they just kind of lose that item forever or the game server shuts down. Or maybe they have a marketplace, but it's only for an in-game token that can only be spent in, you know, other assets. And, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, you spend money on a game, you spend, you know, $60, whatever. Sometimes you even spend, you know, subscription payments, you pay monthly on it. For a game that you spend, you know, tens, hundreds, thousands of hours of your life in that you end up earning absolutely nothing from. So, you know, the idea that you can, you know, play through things like this and, uh, you know, have uh, actual digital, you know, asset ownership where, you know, you earn a weapon or you, you know, have a, this this digital item of, you know, sorts and it has an actual, you know, backing that, you know, is associated with real money, whether it be, you know, through Bitcoin or, you know, Ethereum or some sort of crypto like engine or whatever, or if it just has like a, uh, you know, USD, you know, fiat, you know, backing to it, the idea that, you know, hey, you can spend your time and, uh, you know, get this thing to, you know, trade or sell and actually make, you know, real profit off of is, is like a dream for a lot of people because it's, you know, something fun that you can do, you know, gaming, it's, you know, who doesn't love the game or, you know, the just, anything really off of, of uh, you know, the internet, uh, you know, like the digital land or something like that. It's just, it's a whole new world of, of experiences that you don't have to leave the house for, you know, you can just wake up and, you know, turn on the computer, flip open the laptop, whatever. You don't have to drive to work. You don't have to, you know, go in into, you know, a factory or a business or a cubicle or whatever. You can just be, you know, self-sustained essentially. You know, it's one of the big uh, things of crypto, you know, starting is that everyone's going to be their own central bank. They're going to, you know, govern their own finances and, and, uh, you know, their own digital currency. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's allowing people more freedom to, you know, what they can own and what they have access to. And, you know, as we move into, you know, the future, we can obviously see it going into more of a technological kind of, you know, place with the internet, just getting bigger and bigger, more of these, you know, projects, you know, getting on, you know, the internet and getting associated with technology in some point. So as we move to, you know, uh, a digital type of uh, lifestyle, you know, we should definitely expect to see the asset ownership move to a digital, you know, lifestyle as well. We already see money moving that way with, you know, debit cards, credit cards. It's like, how often do you even, you know, pull, uh, you know, a 20 or whatever actual physical, you know, cash out of your you know wallet instead of just your debit card or something like that, even at, you know, Walmarts or whatever, uh, you know, some of these um, uh, checkouts are, you know, they have, you know, no cash accepted here, you know, uh, debit card, credit card only. 
and uh, you know it's, they don't even accept the you know actual money in store. So it's it's you know everything's moving uh, digitally. So it's why would we have it where you know everything that we own at this point, uh, besides our finances, isn't actually ours but belongs to whoever made you know the platform or whatever it is that we're using digitally. And uh, I mean that's that's you know one of the big reasons that I got into this space and. Uh, you know, got into, you know, making this platform and uh, really essentially kind of helping promote all these different projects. Uh, you know, it's we're making our own game, uh, just kind of, you know, on a, a little side tangent, uh, you know, on the engine platform. And, uh, you know, from making these videos on crypto gaming and, you know, all these different platforms, whatever, in the past year, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I've seen in, in you know, these you know, fundraising of these projects and these ICOs that have come and gone and, you know, failed and, and started up is that they really, you know, need attention. They need people to know about it and to actually invest in it and to have access to it. Otherwise, it's not going to go anywhere. And that's been a big problem with, you know, uh, blockchain and crypto as a whole is that, you know, we have these bubbles of people that come in and out and, you know, they, you know, get a little bit of attention and they see it and then they're, you know, they get bored of it. But there's nobody really, you know, pushing it forward. And I mean, there's definitely people, but there's there's, you know, not a lot like uh, a lot, a lot of people because they just they don't know about it. The technology is not there yet. It's still so new. And if there's not, you know, enough people pushing it forward and, you know, helping adapt it and, you know, give feedback and invest in it, then they're not going to have the funding and the incentive to actually continue it. And it's just going to kind of die off. So, you know, that's uh, one big reason that, you know, we got in here is to really uh, kind of promote and find these projects that are, you know, helping with digital asset ownership and, you know, blockchain and crypto and getting associated with it, you know, in proper terms, not trying to scam people out or just shell out their own coin or anything like that, but really making a difference in the technology and, you know, how people have access to it and what they have access to really. So, you know, these games where instead of just paying, you know, like five, six dollars, you know, for a loot box that, you know, you get that you can sell for like a dollar, or maybe you can't even sell it, you know, if it doesn't even have a marketplace to, you know, you go on and you play this game, you open a box, you get these coins, you can exchange that coin for, you know, USD, you can spend it on an item that you can transfer from, you know, that game to, you know, another game, you can go on to, you know, a virtual land piece of land that uh, you know you can shop on that belongs to someone and you know there's say like a two percent fee for shopping on that digital land that goes directly to the owner so you know whoever created that store is making uh, you know profit off of people shopping on it and uh, you know it's just it's, it's amazing all the, all the things that you can do with it once you actually start looking into the you know technology behind blockchain and you know bitcoin and uh you know crypto and and you know what it can really do and what people actually want to use it for as opposed to those that are in it just for you know making money and ooh let's let's make this coin because it's going to 10x and 100x and let's just you know throw together a white paper and and sell it as hey we're trying to you know give people access to to you know unbank the bankers or whatever they you know say whatever type of hype words that they just kind of throw together to you know sell coins make money and then just kind of you know run off which you know you see all these projects kind of 
you know, taking money, millions of dollars and leaving, you know, exit scams and closing down and just kind of disappearing. And uh, it gives the, you know, crypto space, you know, a bad name overall. And it deters people from really being interested in checking it out and investing in it. And, and you really need, you know, more people to kind of help wade through all that, you know, BS and really kind of show people the, the quality projects, the, you know, the Samsung investing in the engine and the Microsoft and the, you know, the backed and, and these, these quality projects that are, you know, sitting here nose to the grindstone working for, you know, four or five, six years, you know, instead of just kind of shilling themselves, really trying to make something while these other projects are kind of, you know, putting a bad name to, you know, the space while they're trying to actually make something for themselves. And, and, uh, you know, it's a work in progress and, uh, you know, it's kind of enjoying ourselves along the way and, and, uh, you know, seeing all the amazing things that we can do while here. Yeah, I love how you can paint the big picture for it all because there's just so much that will eventually come out of this and what you can do with it all, especially with um, with DApps, uh, decentralized applications. How big of a role do you think DApps will play in this next market cycle that we seem to be going through? Now, that is a great question. Obviously, that is completely speculative. As far as the next market cycle, I think it's going to play quite a big role as far as, you know, overall. I can't really say. The thing about dApps that they're blockchain specific and the issue with blockchains right now is that, you know, they're like consoles. You know, it's uh, if you're on Ethereum, Mm -hmm. you know, it's everything you do on there is its own ecosystem. You know, it has its people, it has its dApps, whatever. You move over to Tron and it's you know, it's a different ecosystem, you know, they might have blockchain cuties or chibi fighters both, or they might have whatever exchange, but it's not the same people using it. It's not the same, uh, you know, people controlling it. It's not the same token. It doesn't have the same price. It's going to have its, you know, own projects and things like that and access to it. You know, maybe, you know, Tron is cheaper to transact with than Ethereum, which is, you know, currently the case, which, you know, gives it, you know, people more reason to use Tron over Ethereum. However, then you go and you look at their, you know, dApps right now and it's, you know, it's completely barren. It's nothing but, you know, gambling, you know, FOMO arcade, you know, pyramid scheme projects and, you know, clones of dApps that are already on Ethereum. So it's, it's, you know, it's hard to really look at any, you know, one dApp or group of dApps in particular and kind of, you know, judge that for the whole ecosystem. The amazing thing with it, however, is that we have uh, projects that are working on solutions to that, you know, not only like Engine that is working on a, you know, cross blockchain wallet where you can, you know, trade and access all your, you know, assets and tokens from, uh, you know, the different blockchains, which is just kind of, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, one end of the solution that, you know, connects all these different, uh, uh, you know, separate ecosystems together and allows you to transact them all. Which could definitely work. However, uh, you know, they're all still going to be separate in, you know, if they're not using engine specifically, uh, you know, their own communities or their own, you know, particular dApps or whatever. Uh, however, you also have the other end, uh, you know, projects like uh, Chain Monsters and uh, Kingdoms Beyond, I believe. I hope I'm not getting that one wrong, that are working on a uh, cross blockchain solution where you have say uh, chain monsters it's like uh, crypto pokemon where you go and you know you it's you know pokemon you go and you catch these monsters you level them up mm-hmm. but they're you know non-fungible tokens they're digital assets where you can you know sell them trade them uh you know they're stored in your wallet 
you can use them in you know other games down the line and they're working on uh, solutions smart contract solutions where you can say uh, it's currently right now on the ethereum blockchain so you you know you catch a monster uh, you send it to your wallet as an erc721 token or whatever and uh, you'll be able to then take it and transfer it to other blockchains you'll be able to transfer it to you know tron and uh, you know, have it as a Tron token. You'll be able to transfer it to the EOS blockchain, and you know, use it there, trade it there with those people, and then from whatever blockchain it's currently held on, you can then you know send it back into the game and continue using it, uh, you know, as normal. So you know, depending on how those solutions actually uh, you know work out and uh, you know are achieved we could see, you know, huge, huge booms in decentralized applications and, you know, the space in general, uh, you know, what can be built on it, uh, you know, the access to it. I know smart contracts are something that's still being, you know, heavily developed. It still has quite a bit of flaws that are being worked out. And, you know, as you said, Ethereum's kind of got a, you know, large hold on uh, the DAP ecosystem right now, uh, you know, which is, depending on how you look at it, a good thing with the fact that, um, you know, they're working on or they're planning on implementing the uh, new engine token standard, the 1155, uh, ERC 1155, which is essentially just going to, you know, make it, uh, you know, pretty much free for transacting instead of having to pay, you know, the 5, 15, 25 cent gas fees for transactions that you have to pay currently. Uh, as well as being able to group your assets together. So, you know, right now, a lot of these flaws on, you know, these, uh, you know, blockchains and dApps and whatever is that, uh, you know, you can only send, you know, one thing at a time. You know, if you're if you're trading, you know, crypto, you can obviously send, you know, however much crypto you want. But if it's like uh, a non-fungible token, you know, like if you have an in-game item or something, say you have like a potion and you have like 80 of them, you have to, you know, send and, you know, transfer each one individually, pay a, you know, gas fee, a, you know, 5, 10, 15 cent fee per potion. You have to wait the, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds for that to go through and then wait for it to, you know, get to the other person's wallet. And, you know, you have to do that for every object. So, you know, it's issues like that are, you know, still holding it back. But, you know, we're making some, you know, amazing changes. I know I've been hearing of, you know, the Ethereum 2.0, you know, mainnet launch coming noon or soon. I've been hearing of that for, you know, the past months, like around a year or so now. You know, I've been hearing of, you know, Tron and their, you know, $100 million blockchain gaming fund. Same with Ripple. However, I haven't seen anything come out of them. So uh, I think if and once, uh, you know, these blockchains and these, you know, developers uh, see the real potential and, you know, use behind them, and of digital assets and, you know, the amount of people that are trying to use them, then, you know, they'll, they'll actually <clears throat> start, uh, you know, putting their attention and funds towards, uh, you know, developing the technology behind it and the projects themselves. But uh, until that point, you know, it's just kind of slow rolling right now. And these kind of uh, solo developers working on these things like, you know, Ben Nolan with Crypto Voxels or, you know, these other little crypto games that are just trying to really show the world what this technology can do in hope that some of these bigger projects like, you know, Facebook and like Ubisoft and Square Enix and, you know, like these, you know, massive, uh, you know, giant companies that can spend, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, investing in this type of technology, you know, 
see it and go, hey, this is a huge untapped market for us. You know, if we actually give players access to, you know, their assets, you know, maybe they charge a 5% commission fee for trading it, you know, the amount of profit that they could bring in as well as the amount of profit that it could bring in for, you know, individual users in, you know, not only games, but just kind of everyday platforms. Uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, down the line in the next year or two, it's definitely going to make some huge headway, but, uh, you know, near term or short term, I think it's still, you know, a, a, a nose to the grindstone type situation. And we're still waiting for that one killer dap to, you know, kind of just kind of break through and make everybody go, oh, you know, this is, you know, this is some next gen technology. This is something that's already here and we can already start working on. And, you know, once that, you know, happens, then we're going to we're going to start seeing some big changes from, you know, there and it's most likely going to start hitting the market quite hard. So I, I expect it to, you know, only go up over the next, you know, while, uh, you know, with the Bitcoin having next year, as well as, uh, you know, these dApps kind of, you know, continuing develop and, uh, you know, these bigger projects get into it. Uh, I don't see any reason that the market's going to go down. However, you know, anything can happen. And I have definitely been wrong before. So, uh, you know, it's any man's game. Yeah, who knows what the market will do? It's it's crazy sometimes. But I want to go back to your uh, console analogy. I thought that was a really good way to look at these different blockchains and how they're uh, building DApps on them. And obviously, all the cool kids are kind of on Ethereum, playing with Ethereum, and using it to uh, build different applications. And if you go over to some other platform, blockchain platforms like Tron or EOS, most of their dApps are like online casinos and gambling and stuff like that because they probably wanted to just show that they can run smart contracts and they have a use case. Whereas Ethereum, they're actually building and experimenting. Mm -hmm. And I think what's going to get interesting is when you see a new blockchain that can actually compete with Ethereum, much like the PS4 competing with the Xbox or Nintendo. Um, I think when you see projects like Cardano, um, start actually building on their main net, you might see a large part of that market share or that market pie start to shift a little bit. Um, or with Pundix, for example, they have their own platform or their own way to build dApps called Function X blockchain. So that could be a massive player for certain games or for finance or whatever they end up doing with that. Obviously, Tron and EOS can expand on what they're doing. So it's again, yeah, it's super, super early. And we have like our first early gen console in terms of Ethereum. And I think everything's moving uphill in terms of development with that. And that'll definitely be exciting. So yeah, I really liked your analogy. Make made a lot of sense. Uh, I definitely think it's uh, a big part of it is, you know, the scalability issue, you know, right now, you know, you mm -hmm. still look at all of these like Ethereum and Tron and all those and you compare it to, you know, big term kind of like, a, you know, like Visa, like their debit card or like a credit card or something like that in terms of right. like transactions. Uh, you know, it's like credit cards and all that can, you know, their their industry, you know, their their, you know, corporation, they can do hundreds of thousands of transactions per, you know, minute, per hour, per, you know, whatever, millions of transactions per day. Where, you know, Ethereum right now and, you know, Tron and all these blockchains are, you know, at like 5, 10, you know, 25 uh, transactions per, you know, second, you know, per minute, things like that. Where, uh, you know, it's just, it, it can't 
scale, it can't compete right now. You know, you look at, uh, you know, CryptoKitties, which launched like two years ago, and, you know, they've been working on a lot of things uh, that can be associated with their CryptoKitties as far as like using them in other games and projects and platforms and things like that. But when you actually look at overall like daily, uh, you know, users, uh, you know, it's it's still in the top 10 dApps for the past two years, and it's only getting what like less than a thousand daily users uh and it has Mm -hmm. been for the past while which uh for you know say uh, a prime example you know during like the crypto kitties or whatever when they have these sales you know if uh they have this you know one item for sale and it you know the price goes up every time you buy one or something and there's only one available or uh you know you're trying to get one and five other people are trying to get one and you all put in you know you buy it at the same time you know, it's if you pay, you know, five dollars for your gas fee, it's going to say, you know, it's going to take a half hour. And if person two puts in, you know, ten dollars for their gas fee, it's going to, uh, you know, choose that one first because it's got the, you know, higher fee. It's getting, you know, charged more. It's going to be put through the system first. It's going to go through on their end. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, given to them instead of you, even though you may have put in the transaction at the same time, or maybe even you put it in like five seconds before they did. But, you know, they just they were willing to spend more on the fee for it to go through. And so that, you know, they got the item or they got whatever it is instead of you. And, you know, when you're having that type of competition or whatever, and it, you know, bogs down the system, you know, they're saying the, the fee goes up in general. So everyone else that's just, you know, the casual person that's, you know, just kind of trying to, you know, use whatever, you know, other dApp, you know, which was one of the biggest issues for, you know, their launch and other launches of major projects on the Ethereum blockchain is that, you know, when they're launching in the initial launch, when there's like, you know, five, 10,000 people, you know, checking it out, you have the average user trying to, you know, say, I'm going to go and trade, you know, some Ethereum on this decentralized exchange, or I'm going to go and, you know, hop onto this crypto game and try to make a transaction. And then suddenly you have, oh, what's this $6, you know, gas fee, just so I can send my hero out the battle, or just so I can trade $5 worth of Ethereum. And then it's going to take me 45 minutes for that to go through, where, you know, by the time it goes through the, you know, the system as a whole is probably going to calm down a bit and the price is probably going to reduce or it could double or it's, you know, it's still so volatile and, and it's just, uh, you know, as we're saying scalability wise, it's not there yet where, you know, it's, and this is with just, you know, five, 10,000 people where we're seeing, you know, with the internet, you know, it's not that uh, uncommon to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, see or, you know, try to interact with something on a daily basis if it's, you know, something that's out to the entire world. So, you know, if you have even a fraction of those people trying to, you know, see what it is or transact with this, then it's just, it's going to break the entire system. And everyone that's, you know, looking at it is seeing a broken system and they're, you know, thinking to themselves, like, why would I want to spend my time looking at this broken website? Or why would I want to pay $20 for this, you know, fee uh, for this transaction? And they're like, they they represent that as, you know, blockchain and crypto as a whole. And they disassociate themselves with it. They decide they don't want to be a part of it. And they, you know, stop paying attention, stop paying attention to the market and, you know, Bitcoin and crypto as a whole and the technology and just kind of ignore it. And, and people just kind of fade away. And then the, you know, price goes down and, we have to wait, you know, another crypto winter until something else in the market actually occurs that 
gets people back into it. And then, you know, the cycle just kind of repeats itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think with Ethereum, one of the, the big issues that they're still dealing with are the gas prices, because obviously scalability is a massive issue. Um, but they, they can't even reach their full TPS unless they can solve their gas prices. Because as soon as you get a bunch of people, normal amount of people using Ethereum that they have like lately, you'll see the gas prices just go through the roof for signing up for things, for sending something like an NFT, just for ridiculous things. Um, that's that's another thing they have to clean up as well. But I, I know we could probably talk about this stuff forever. Are there any important dates regarding what Block Decentral is doing? Uh, what are the the meetup dates or times that you have scheduled so people can check it out on Altspace? And then how can they follow Block Decentral? Uh, yeah, so I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be uploaded. Uh, we're still going to be having our uh, weekly events every Saturday from 11 to 12 a.m. Central Standard Time, just as uh, you know, our regular event. But the blockchain uh, world itself is up and running currently. We're still finishing it up, uh, but it's now you know live for people to hop in whenever they want. We're still waiting for it to get featured on Altspace. So that's where you'll be able to find it under the worlds and featured area. It's called Block Decentral uh, Crypto and Blockchain. So it's you know quite easy to find. It's you know the only crypto associated world in Altspace, and uh, we do daily events on there at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. every single day. Uh, bits and tokens and I both, uh, you know, we, we both, uh, you know, designed it and worked on it. And now we're just trying to actually start getting, you know, people coming in. Uh, we're setting up the booth so people can check out the actual crypto projects and, uh, you know, other things in the space. But really right now it's just about, you know, getting people in and uh, actually discussing the space and whatever. Uh, you can find us Block Decentral pretty much everywhere. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, uh, Discord. Uh, you know, we have all the communities We're you know, super active outside of, you know, VR and uh, the actual communities. I'm on there every day chatting if anyone has any questions or trying to, you know, get started. Uh, you know, we're huge in the crypto gaming space as well. So if anyone's trying to, you know, assist on our, you know, game and anything like that, anything that we're doing, uh, you know, aside from VR with the project or just, uh, you know, Black Decentral as a whole, it's a very open community, uh, you know, as part of Block Decentral, you know, the goal is to make it as decentralized as possible. So community involvement is uh, very much appreciated and encouraged. And um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. Block Decentral IO is our main website. Uh, very outdated right now. I still need to update it, but uh, that's going to be coming very, very soon. So that's where you can find all our links and everything. Uh, super easy to find, uh, you know, one of those .io websites associated with the blockchain tried to get that uh you know early i uh, got a good deal on that so you know uh, check us out there uh yeah besides that um i think that covers everything i've got anything else awesome cool well thanks for coming on man i really appreciate you taking the time and everything and and uh, you had an amazing time hope to see you around in our uh you know alt space event sometime you know in the world uh popping in talking to people and discussing some crypto every now and then yeah i'll jump into alt space maybe tonight or tomorrow and come check out your crypto world and everything sounds pretty fun awesome awesome well i hope to uh see you around in there and uh we'll definitely be in absolutely all right man thanks for coming on appreciate it i'll see you soon